Fear not, dear listener. The path to enlightenment is before you. Leave the darkness behind. Open your eyes, grab your spears, and brush your teeth. For you will be led to the battlefield, armed with sharp minds and fresh breath. Stand by. Welcome to the show dedicated to truth and liberty in the greater Cincinnati area. One small part of a larger movement for freedom pressured into silence by a culture that seeks nothing less than total obedience. Your hosts, Scott and Max, are here to help you to find the courage and resources to become uncancelable. This is Cancelled Out. What's up, dudes? Welcome back to Cancelled Out. A uh, couple things I gotta go over. Uh, you may have noticed last week was a little hairy. Uh, we took a while to get the uh, episodes out. Turns out, uh, producer Scott had the coof. Yeah. So he was in uh, he was in rough shape for about a week and a half. Uh, he was saying he was like sleeping like 20 hours a day. Like it was it was pretty brutal. He still does not regret not getting the vaccine, just so you guys know, because I'm sure some of you lefties out there, if you happen to be hearing this, are going, oh, see, should have gotten the vaccine, should have worn the mask. Here's the thing. Uh, it seems like we're all going to get it at some point, no matter what, and um, vaccine doesn't protect everybody from what we've noticed. So it's all about choice, all about personal choice. So we uh, going forward, that kind of changes some things, too, because as you know, uh, Scott, who is now producer Scott, not co-host Scott, at least for the time being, uh, is focused on the admin stuff when he's not coming down with the coof and uh, publishing the episodes so that I can focus on putting the content together. That being said, boy, this is a lot of work. Oh, man, I love doing it, but I uh, just... So a couple things are going to change. First off, we're not going to do separate segments on national and local. We're going to touch on high-level national topics during these episodes. This particular episode here, we're going to touch on some high-level stuff. Just you know, where it needs to be touched on and just to make sure that there's that context and stuff because that's kind of important. But we're not going to have an entire, at least for now, national segment. We're going to be very, very focused on local because to me, that is the important thing. So, and we've got some really big local stories that we're going to be covering today and in the next few weeks. I've been talking to some folks, uh, as you, as I've already let you know, I've been talking to some folks all over Hamilton County, and some of the stories that they got are just insane. And I'm really, really looking forward to getting you guys up to speed on what's going on, because you really need to know, you need to hear this stuff. So, uh, that's how we're going to do things. We're probably going to uh, uh, scale things down to about two, maybe three episodes a week. Just kind of depending, especially if we get like a uh, uh, an interview that we want to bring on or something like that. That's probably where we'll get a third episode. But we'll have one free episode, which is going to be this one, and then our exclusive episode, which is typically going to be our history in reverse, unless I decide to trade that out for something else. So just to make sure that we're putting together the most, because that's the part of the thing. I was starting to feel like I wasn't putting out quality content. I was just listing stories in the past episode or two, and I'm like. Ah, I don't know that I would care to listen to that. That doesn't do anything for me. I want to hear something fresh and new. 
and I want to make sure that I'm giving you guys quality content. So I know that in order for me to do that, uh, I can't do four episodes a week. I just don't have it in me with everything that I do uh, to get this show together, together as it is, plus all the local work that I do um, to, 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 to help fix what's going on in our, in our communities. It's just, it's too much. So I think this is going to be great. I'm actually looking forward to this new arrangement. Perhaps one day when Scott's uh, got some time and he's able to come back and do more stuff uh, as a, as a uh, contributor, not just as the producer, then he might start bringing back more national content um, or philosophical content or other kinds of stuff as well. So we'll see how that plays out. But just so you guys know, going forward, just to make sure, again, that uh, we are putting together the most quality content we can and not just quantity because I just don't care for that, um, this is how things are going to work going forward. So... There's that. The other thing, as a reminder, you should be following us on canceledout.com on our locals platform. That's canceled out with one L. Make sure you go there and follow us on our canceled out platform. That's where you're going to find most of the content that we put out. And it's where you're going to find our exclusive content for just five bucks a month. It's really not a lot. And if you're listening regularly, you know you're getting value out of this show. Come on, you know it. You know you're getting value out of this show. So make sure you go to canceledout.com, canceled out with one L, and check us out there. Um, also, if you uh, are uh, not already aware, we use Chronicles, chronicles.org. That's C-H-R-O-N-I-K-L-E-S. Do not forget that K for our show notes. You will find all kinds of great content there. And actually, there's people who are starting to get on and add even more content uh, that's that's really fascinating stuff, especially on the local side. And I'm going to be covering some of that going forward as I start to research more of what people are contributing there. But there's some really, really good stories that are starting to make their way onto Chronicle. So you want to start checking that out. Sign up, become a member, follow, check things out. So that being said, let's get into the show. First off, welcome back to my guest, Carrington Rowe. Hi, everybody. Uh, Carrington Rowe of Common Sensocrat. With an A. Not with an A, Common Sense A Crat, where she gives you the harshest truth, not the sweetest lie. So make sure you're checking her out. She is also on Locals. Yes, uh, I am. And I'll let you plug whatever else that I just forgot. Go for it. That's fine. Common Sensocrat, follow me on Apple. Rate five stars, please, so we can get us bumped in the ratings, please. Five stars only, y'all. Otherwise, why bother? Exactly. And then also Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, locals, do that $5 a month because also as well for me, that is how I keep the show going as well. And then I have a website coming soon, so stay tuned for that. And if you are a capitalist, you know that nothing is free. Exactly. Nothing. Nothing. Somebody's time is spent. Somebody's money is spent. And if it's still only $5 out of your pocket, I mean, you know, it's not just no big deal, right? I mean, yeah. just, come on, come on, guys. Come on. Don't be a freeloader. Exactly. All right. <laughs> now that I've just insulted you, continue. Get your arse off the couch. All right. So All right. Uh, getting into it, uh, we're going to start off with a few national stories. We're going to start with some cringe. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to play the whole clip, but this came out of the White House. They brought another influencer into the White House to promote vaccines. And... Uh, We'll just, I mean, since it's all audio only, you won't get to see the atrociousness that is visual, but let's just play this clip here. One sec. Democracy's calling. <laughs> see you, Daddy. Bye. Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern. Those nails, I can't. Hey, everyone. So, 
Oh, and let's start off with a big coffee. Sorry, they're like really strict in here. Hey, Jenny, I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that. It's called initiative. <laughs> Hi, White House is a scooper. That's as much as we need to play. So yeah. you probably have seen this, and if you haven't, ugh, lucky you. It's pretty brutal. It really, I mean, yeah. first off, it's it's just a freaking clown show. Yeah. It really is. Like, the White House just, like, first, you expect me to take this virus seriously when this is how you're taking it? Yeah. This is not taking a virus seriously. Yeah, and I'm really surprised she didn't tell him to circle back on some numbers. Yeah, yeah. No, she, well, yeah, and of course, Jen Psaki is in this video. This yeah. is this is White House produced. It was produced by your tax dollars, y'all. Yep. The, Jen Psaki is in this, you yeah. know, playing it off all cool, you know, because that's what she is. She's cool. Yeah. Uh, with this total clown getting on there. And uh, all right, I'm going to say this, and I don't even care if this sounds homophobic, but this whole routine, this whole feminine gay act gets on my nerves and i know that sounds I, again i know that sounds homophobic but hear me out for a second first off i don't know any women who are not irritating that talk like this there are women that talk like this for sure yes that are just overly animated and cartoonish mm -hmm. and you irritate me too but when guys do it it's almost like they're lampooning femininity. Right. Do you see it that way? Because that's how yeah. I see it. Yeah. It makes a joke out of femininity. It does. It's like they're making fun of women right. in a way. Like it's like it, once this became a trend, like with them, like even him with his white nails He's got these and long, like, like long nails, and even him going Vogue and yeah. all this stuff. It's like okay, I get what you're doing. You mm -hmm. are an influencer. I know who you are. I think it's like. Benny Cooper or something. It's like his name or something. Yeah. And he just, it's like, look, I get what you're trying to do, but it's like, are you really this way in real life? Or is this Well, I think he is. That's the, the, see, that's the thing. It'd be one thing, okay, let me put it this way. Um, years ago, before it became mainstream, drag right. was really just this underground kind of yeah. thing that in and of itself, as, as it was kind of funny. It is, right? When men dress as women, it's always been funny. It's always That's been funny. That's always yes. been funny, right? Mm -hmm. So when you see that happen in drag, it's even more, you know, elaborate and, 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 and exaggerated and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But now we're expected to take it seriously. It's right. been a joke all this time. But now we're expected to take it seriously. And that's mm -hmm. where I'm like, nah, no, you don't yeah. get it both ways. It's either a joke or I'm going to take you seriously. And that plays right into the problem with this video right here. You can say that I just don't have a sense of humor. Well, first off, not when my tax dollars are going to this. Exactly. You're right about that, number one. Number two, I recognize that he's lampooning femininity. I don't think you recognize that. Mm -hmm. I think if you were to acknowledge that as what it is, you would, you would, you would be afraid of becoming a homophobe or something like that, right? right? And that's exactly what people like him are doing is lampooning. Imagine it this way. I know the role reversal thing is cliche, but hear me out a second. Imagine a very masculine woman who wears her hat backwards, wears loose-fitting clothing, is chewing tobacco and spitting and oh, yeah. walking around with a football in her arm and just being just exaggeratingly masculine. You'd find that humorous. You don't see that. You see mostly gays do that. You don't I mean you see butch lesbians, but you yeah. don't see the lampooning of but masculinity not as much as the men to this degree, right. right? You don't see that. So 
That, and I don't know why it is like that. I, I, there's something more cartoonish about femininity, at least as far as what we see in our culture, mm -hmm. with this kind of thing happening. And I just, it, like I said, imagine it. Imagine some just some girl walking around and spitting and hey, I want to get a beer, talking with a deep voice, and just going out of her way mm -hmm. to be as masculine, cartoonishly masculine as possible. It would just be funny. It would be goofy. Yeah. And I could take it that way. But we're also expected to take people like him seriously. Yeah. And again, you can say I'm I'm I just don't have a sense of humor, but this is a serious talk talk topic. Right. Right. You are the one telling me that I need to take this virus seriously and you're getting upset when I say things like this whole thing is a joke. Hey, people are dying from this vaccine. Okay, well, then why tell them having, to stop joking. Yeah, then tell them to stop making fun of the whole situation and want to get the numbers up. Even with, and, and it's like you're using these online influencers who, let's be honest, weren't taken seriously to begin with anyway, right. even just them being influencers, because that's a career now, unfortunately. You're making money being a social media influencer, so people laugh mm -hmm. at that anyway. And it's like, well, now you have these people going, oh, hi, queen, and yeah. making fun of the whole thing, when it's like, really... I get what you're trying to do, guys. You're trying to get the younger people to get vaccinated, but this is not going to get them there. But that's that's the other question I have: is who's actually the target audience for this? Because the only people who would find this entertaining and valuable in any way already have the vaccine. Let's get real right. for a minute here, right? The people who are still skeptical and are looking for more information still and mm -hmm. aren't ready to just jump into getting their arm jabbed, yeah. they're more like. Mm, that's not my style of entertainment and you're not going to convince me. So this really was just them pandering to their base. This was yeah. not a, who already got the vaccine. Has n so so the the reason for doing this is is fraudulent and, and in and of itself. So Yeah, then it's like this also it's like then why not other doctors? Mm -hmm. If you really want to get people to get the shot, then where the other doctors don't just use doctors. Besides Fauci, Fauci, please. Right. With influencers, by the way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, a whole it is a thing. joke. And, it is a and, joke. Yeah, and that's how I'm gonna if you're gonna treat it like a joke, I'm gonna acknowledge it as a joke. Exactly. Uh, this one from Local Twelve. Robin comes out as bisexual in latest <gasps> Batman comic. What? Who could have seen this coming? Now, check me on this. But I thought the dynamic duo already kind of had their little fun thing going on yeah. anyway. That's why I thought I didn't. What's new about this? That's always been the running thing. Is that Batman? And, now I guess we haven't heard for sure where Batman stands on all this. But I mean, come on, he doesn't keep Boy Wonder around just for his and you his fighting crime. He keeps him right. around for his tights. You know it. <laughs> and the thing I noticed about this when this first came out. I had to laugh the whole time because I was like, wait a minute, why is he bi? The whole time we've always thought he was just gay. Why is he bi all of a sudden? Why are you changing Because they got to be able to sell it. Right. they got to be able to sell it. Because, well, as far as we can tell, he's had romantic interests in some movies and comics and cartoons that he's been in that were female. So in order to be able to sell it, you can't just say he's outright gay because right. it totally changes, right? True. And it's... Let's be honest. The only reason they did this was, again, for pandering. For pandering, yes. <clears throat> so it's it's not for story. Story has nothing to do with it. Right. This also from Local 12. Texas has declared gender-confirming surgery form of child abuse. Uh, a Texas agency has ruled that the genital mutilation of a child for purposes of gender confirmation, a surgery almost never performed on minors, should be considered child abuse. I love how they say almost never performed on minors. Right. 
the fact that it's being performed at all yeah. should be a big concern. As if to minimize the gender mutilation that is going on because it's only a handful of people. It's the same thing they do with abortion. Mm-hmm. Only a handful of abortions are late term. Right. And that doesn't alarm you? Exactly. Only a handful of Jews are murdered by Nazis. It wasn't all of them. It was just a handful. Right. Right? Only a handful of blacks are lynched by the KKK. Not all of them. Not like a vast majority of them. It's just a handful. You're going to minimize it like that? Freaking joke. I mean... It's just devastating. It really is. I mean, you... And, and honestly, I think it's child abuse, uh, even if it's not gender mutilation. I mean, yeah. you got a toddler to, that you're raising to be the opposite gender from what they're born as. You're inserting your own neurosis, yeah. which is what these people are doing. They're inserting their own neurosis into, into this whole thing. And, and it does create mental health problems for the kid. And then they go, well, see, they've got mental problems. Yeah, yeah. you caused it. Exactly. You freak. Parents, like, you know, this is where you got to go, well, what, the, what did the doctor recommend? What happened? It's like, usually this is a doctor-recommended thing. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe I should try that. And you're like, no. Giving them puberty blockers right. and all this stuff. I mean, that's where it starts. And then it just continues becoming an addiction to them, basically. Right. And it's sad. Uh, moving on, this one from uh, Local 12 as well. Uh, Newburgh uh, Public School Board in Oregon this week removed Black Lives Matter and Pride flags and signs uh, and signs from its school buildings, drawing outcry from the local teachers' union who say they were not given the opportunity to speak in opposition during the public comment section of the Tuesday meeting. Here's the thing about the first off, Black Lives Matter is an explicit political organization. Right. Explicit political messaging has no business on schools. If it said "Make America Great Again," you know you would be freaking out about that. Yeah. And and your argument you would give is, "Oh, it's political messaging, and you shouldn't have political messaging in schools." Black Lives Matter is a political organization with political goals. Go to their website; they'll tell you. We mm-hmm. want these political things to happen. Um, Pride is not as explicit, but it's getting more and more explicit. Right. It's very. It's it's an implicit. It's implicitly political, mm-hmm. right? But it's getting there. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because people only fly that flag because they're trying to demonstrate their politics. And it's more forceful than anything else. Like, it's just... Right. It's becoming, you know, like even trans. They're pushing trans. Right. Because gay's already been pushed enough. And lesbian and queer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's already been pushed since the 80s and all that stuff. Now... We have the trans movement coming yep. in. So now they're trying to shove that in everybody's faces. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. All right. Um, so, yeah, exactly. The, 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 the pride flag is definitely becoming, and really already has become, a political symbol. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just gay people that fly it. You know, it's right. straight people that fly it as well. And they say it's in support of... Uh, homosexuals, but let's be honest, it's in support of Marxism, and we all know it. Yes. So this story is kind of interesting. I don't know how much of this is, that you have followed, but this one from Salon. Joe Rogan blasts right-wingers for embracing cancel culture after black rifle coffee fracas. Um, he took conservatives to task on Friday for embracing cancel culture after a number of high-profile right-wingers criticized the founders of Black Rifle Coffee for denouncing extremists during an interview with the New York Times. Uh, he made the remarks during an episode of his hugely popular podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, with Black Rifle CEO Evan Hafer as a guest. 
Uh, he says, when people are attacking you, I got butt hurt, Rogan said. I was like, come on, Evan, get the fuck out of here. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee is a veteran-founded company that became a conservative darling for its pro-gun and pro-military and police broadcasting. Its roasts even include blends like Silencer Smooth Roast, Murdered Out, and AK-47 Espresso. So Black Rifle Coffee really is the conservative competitor to Starbucks. Yeah. That's basically what it's become. And uh, I, I'll be honest, I... I that's what I drink. I drink mm-hmm. black bike. I've got a I've got a subscription. Every couple of months, I get a few more bags and I throw them in the freezer. And I, that's what I drink. And if you'll recall, I don't know if it was quite a year ago, a little less, but the, uh, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was seen wearing a shirt, like a Black Rifle Coffee shirt. And then there were these rumors going around about how. Uh, Kyle was supposedly partnered up with with uh, with Black Rifle. Right, I remember that. Yeah, and Black Rifle came out and said, "No, we didn't partner with Kyle," but they went a step further than that mm-hmm. and condemned Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. for his use of force, which, which we so far the evidence demonstrates that he defended himself justifiably. Yeah, so that was kind of a bad move. Yeah. On the part of Black Rifle. Now, there were a lot of conservatives who were like, uh, immediately were like, nah, fuck Black Rifle, I'm done with it. Me, I was like, at some point you got to let people be able to make mistakes. Yes. This is not enough for me to decide I'm done with Black Rifle. Right. You're, they're, the, you can't expect that all of the people that you support are, I mean, I'm going to get it wrong sometimes. You know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upset people. I'm going to upset some fans. I would like to hope that enough grace would be given, and I'm sure you will too if mm-hmm. you haven't already, right? We, we're humans. Right? right. I would hope that people would have enough grace to say, uh, and forgiveness to understand that people are human and they're not going to, they're, they're going to, you know. But the problem is, is that Black Rifle doesn't seem to be handling this very well still. Yeah. And he had since come out and started claiming that the Proud Boys are extremists and or white supremacists. Um. And that's where I'm like, okay, you're you're straying into territory that you don't belong in for the brand that you're building. Mm-hmm. Because my problem is, I haven't seen any evidence that Proud Boys are racist or anything like that. Yeah, I haven't either. And that's what he's accused them of, as being these white supremacists or racists or whatever. And he said something to the effect of, I don't want any of these people buying my coffee. Right? So people who... People understandably got upset because here's the problem. We're all so used to being accused of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So then when we see somebody else being accused of it, we're like, we're going to take a step back and go, hold on, is that really the deal? And then when we can't find any evidence that that is a legitimate accusation, mm-hmm. then we say, what is wrong with you for going around throwing these accusations? That's a nasty thing to do. It's a really nasty thing to do. The Proud Boys are run by a Latino. I forget his name. That's but right. yeah. the, the the he's not one of the original founders because one of the original founders was that guy Gavin McGinnis who has since distanced yeah. himself, right? Yeah. But the current, at least I'm pr- pretty sure he's current. I think he even just got arrested recently. Um, Proud Boys leader is Latino, so racism has nothing to do with it. Now, you could argue that the Proud Boys get a little carried away sometimes, but specifically to race, no. They tend to pick fights with Antifa, which we'll talk about in the next story, right? Yeah. But Antifa makes it really easy because yeah. they go around, you know, 
uh, destroying property, burning down buildings, and attacking people, and sometimes yeah. out flat out executing. And them. the Proud Boys have guns all the time. Mm -hmm. They have they're ready to go. They're military trained boys. Yeah. That's who they are. That's why they call themselves the Proud Boys because right. they are military trained. They will defend anybody that gets attacked if they're they know they're on their side. Mm -hmm. And you know, at least that's what I've seen in the news. I haven't seen anything showing that they're calling a, a black guy a very specific name or. You know, an Asian per like I've mm -hmm. never seen that. They usually protect all sides if they're being attacked by Antifa. That's all yeah. we see them in that situation. So, so I take issue though with what Joe Rogan is saying here, as far right. as conservatives are engaging in cancel culture. Because first off, what does cancel culture look like? It looks like labeling somebody as something that they're not in mm -hmm. order for them to lose whatever access to resources, be that their livelihood or your coffee. Now, he didn't say he wouldn't sell specifically to quote-unquote racists, but he does say he doesn't want them buying from him. Mm -hmm. It's the same tactic. Yeah. That is cancel culture. So to, to get mad at conservatives for taking issue with Black Rifle Coffee essentially engaging in cancel culture to the, to the degree that they seem to be is ridiculous. This isn't a hypocrisy. And especially since people go specifically to Black Rifle, not just because their coffee's good, and it is good, I like it, mm -hmm. I really do, um, but I could have found other companies that have good coffee. I did go specifically to Black Rifle Coffee because they align with my values. If I learn that they no longer align with my values, uh, and they're towing that line right now, yeah. I'm going to go to somebody else. And there are other conservative coffee companies out there that I might actually start doing research on. It's not because I don't... And here's the thing. They, they talk about how Black Rifle is a veteran-founded uh, company and they hire veterans. Well, first off, you're not the only one that hires veterans. And just because you're a veteran doesn't mean you can hide behind that when you do something stupid. Exactly. I'm a veteran. I don't expect anybody to, uh, to, to uh, not hold me accountable for the things that I do and say just because I'm a veteran. You mm -hmm. don't get to hide behind that. So, I, 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 again, I think Rogan is wrong here in, in claiming that conservatives are engaging in cancel culture as if they're hypocrites when it's Black Rifle co Coffee that's actually engaging in that behavior, engaging in that tactic, and people are taking exception to it. And justifiably so. Yeah. We're tired of being called racist. We're tired of it. Oh, and now we're, we're called terrorists now. We're right. officially called terrorists. And insurrectionists and all that. Mm -hmm. we're, tired of, we're tired of these false accusations. Yeah. And frankly, the accusation of being racist against Proud Boys as an organization, there might be individual racists there, who knows, but so that so right. goes any group, right? Uh, as an organization or as a, as a collective is, is irresponsible. And it's that kind of thing we've been pushing back against. It was that kind of thing that drove us to Black Rifle in the first place because we were looking for companies who wouldn't engage in that behavior. And here you are doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to tell you. You need to back off of this this campaign you're on, guys, it's wrong. It's flat out wrong. And I, you know, I, I, I'm not one to boycott, and I, and I don't think I'll ever say boycott Black Rifle unless they do something absolutely egregious. Right. But if they continue on this way, I personally am going to probably take my money and my business elsewhere because mm -hmm. I don't want somebody to, I, I don't want to give my money to a company who I specifically chose for their values. I don't want to give it to them if they're going to violate those very values that I thought they stood for. Yeah. And I feel like if they're going to continue on this path, well, 
then I guess that was at Cafefe or whatever that new yeah. that that Trump coffee basically. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, because they have the Trump uh, the Trump hair on it. Okay. I feel like they're gonna maybe be that's boosting. the one I'll look up. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it looks good too. It looks yeah. Good. See, I mean, so it's saying it's not cancel culture to it's transition culture. It's voting with your dollars. <laughs> it's transition. We've always been voting with our dollars. Exactly. That's always been. We've always suggested doing that, and now when we say we need to do it in the. In one of the most appropriate cases, you're going to call it cancel culture? Sorry, Joe. You're way off base. Yes. Um, but continuing on with the uh, Antifa stories, this one uh, was about six days ago now, uh, today being the 15th. Portland sees Antifa descend on Christian worship event, clash with Proud Boys in the streets. Uh, this is from Fox News. Uh, videos from Portland showed a crowd of demonstrators violently shut down an uh, event where Christians gathered to pray on the waterfront before another clash Saturday afternoon involved anti-fascists and alleged Proud Boys members throwing projectiles at each other on a city street. Yeah. We are devolving into civil war. We um, are. Uh, I covered this story on my show, and it's... I mean, the videos that, ha that they have on it, it's just... But the thing that's funny when you brought the civil war just now, it made me do this. Um... The, the weapons they use, it's so funny with the weapons they use. You have to laugh at it because mm -hmm. they use rotten eggs. They use maybe some little knives. And they use little things, marbles and yeah milkshakes. and Although sometimes those milkshakes are filled with cement. Right. So you got to be careful with that. I mean, look what happened to uh, Andy Nill. Yeah. Well, that's right? how the, his whole thing got started, which is horrible. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but it's this was and horrible. And the left did nothing but excuse it. And they continue to do nothing but excuse yeah. it. And they attacked children. They mm -hmm. attacked kids. They attacked <clears throat> older people. They attacked all the uh, the priests and pastors and everybody that was there. And it Now, was were the Christians, awful. I didn't see the, the videos, were they doing anything to ask for it or were they just there praying? They were just there for a worship concert. That, that was, was literally it. what, it, and they were praying, they had their hands so up this is and everything. A hate crime. Yeah, literally. Right. They just attacked them for right. no reason at all. So this kind of thing goes on and the left is silent. Yep. But they're still losing their mind over the protests that got carried away on January 6th. Yeah. Where we still have seen nobody charged with anything related to insurrection right. or sedition or treason or any of the stuff that they've been accusing. But yet in Portland... They should be charged for all of that. And terrorism, hate crimes, all that stuff. Yeah. Right. But and they've been doing it over and over again. They they only care when it ha on the, when it happens one time to the tiniest degree on the right. But when it happens to these extreme degrees on the left, they are silent as the grave. Yes, and that should scare everybody. That right should now. tell everybody what you need to know about the left and 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 the the uh, standards that they have because they have nothing but double standards. Right. They have nothing but it's the only standard they have. Otherwise, they'd have none. Yeah, but luckily, no one died. No one. I mean, some people had some people got hurt, like some scrapes and some like that. They had firebombs too, mm -hmm. so they got some firebombs in someone's eye, and which luckily it was just more the the re, like the smoke from it. Yep. And it just completely ruined this guy's eyes for a little while. And they have no police protecting and them. And no police protecting them. So, and then of well, course, a lot of the police are, are saying, I'm done. I'm and yeah, they've left because right. of how they, they handle can't. Portland. Yeah. It's horrible. So, and now they're like, oh, uh, now that we've defunded the police, can we refund them? Because yeah. uh, that's what you saw that, right? How they're, yes. how they're, how they're talking about how they want them back. Like, now. Oh, now you want them. Right. So it's political talking points at the expense of people's safety. Government exists. Primarily, as far as anybody is expecting, for our safety and security. Yeah, to protect um, us. Right. Supposed it's, to, the, you know. it's almost. It's arguably the only thing they should be doing is yeah. is protecting us, and here they are letting that kind of stuff happen, and it just gets worse. 
Yeah. It's bad. Meanwhile, this just happened today uh, yeah. on the 15th. We have officially lost the war in Afghanistan. Afghan president flees the country as Taliban moves in on Kabul. This one from the AP. Afghanistan's embattled president left the country Sunday, joining his fellow citizens and foreigners in a stampede, fleeing the advancing Taliban and signaling the end of a 20-year Western experiment aimed at remaking Afghanistan. Nation building doesn't work. No. We Remember, we went into, of course you remember, we went yes. into Afghanistan because of the attack uh, on 9-11 11. Mm-hmm. in New York and uh, at the Pentagon and in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's why we went in. Now, at the time, I was all about it. And then I was also all about the Iraq War. Yeah. Looking back on it 20 years later, now that the war is lost, what did we get out of all that? Exactly. Except more dead Americans. I mean, it's no better off. The Taliban is back in control. Yeah. Um, and I just... It, and, and again, nation building doesn't... Not every culture appreciates democracy or appreciates mm-hmm. freedom. We hardly appreciate freedom in our own country. We're barely holding on to it. Yeah. You expect to sell it to these guys? These fundamentalist religious people? No. They're, they're ruled by their religion, and that's what they want. You're not going to change people's mind on that just by inserting a military and saying, you're going to be a democracy now. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. That. And it's just... it's. It's heartbreaking because I know I, I, I know people who who gave their uh, gave their um, time and many who gave their lives in this fight and for what? Yeah. Now I'd have been all right with after that with like uh, a massive spanking. Yeah. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Where we just bomb the shit out of them for a few weeks. Yeah. And say wherever we find any kind of Taliban strongholds or anything like that we're just going to drop bombs like crazy and then we're done yeah don't ever do that again because that's the only way to succeed with keeping them in fear to right. even come after make them us. F- make do nothing but make them afraid to exactly. come after us and this was just sad because besides the obvious but i watched the video actually before i got here i watched the videos of the afghan mm. afghan citizens fleeing the planes to go to kabul yeah and they can only fit 300 at a time mm-hmm. on every plane. And there are over 3,000 upon more just running for safety yeah. for their... Di- I mean, it's... And they're all... And there comes the Taliban in the airport. They're coming through, trying mm-hmm. to kidnap as many people and throw... I mean, they're just... It's it's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's... If you guys have seen the video, <clears throat> I would recommend uh, watching it, take note, and remember who caused all of that. Yeah. Joe Biden. Well... Yeah, and Bush, and Bush for sure yeah. to uh, to a significant degree. But yeah, that you bring up a good point. I was going to ask this: Would this have happened if Trump were still president? Heck no. I'd like to sit, I'd like to think no. No, he still was saying he would pull out mm-hmm. troops, but he remember he did say he would leave some in there mm-hmm. whoever would volunteer to stay. Yep. Because he said, "Look, we still need some protection, but mm-hmm. we don't need that many there anymore." Right. So when I become president next, you know, for twenty twenty, I won't. You right. know, I will remove a and lot of troops. We didn't. We didn't. Here's the thing. We didn't. He didn't start any new wars, and we didn't nope. lose any wars. And the peace deal. 
The peace and we demolished deal. ISIS and the peace yes. deals. There's multiple. Yeah. I mean, he was working on some peace deals with the Taliban that kept breaking down because it's the Taliban. You can expect that. But look at the um, look at the vast strides that were made between Israel and um, United Arab Emirates, yeah. Israel, and I want to say Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that stuff would have been unheard of. Yeah. On and in any other presidency, but under Trump, we're reaching peace agreements in the Middle East between Jews and Muslims. Yeah. Which was unheard of for a very, very, if ever, actually, if ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, and now we've, and, and now the Afghanistan war is lost. Six months into Biden's presidency, and we have lost a twenty-year war that no, we shouldn't have been engaged in in the first place. But, but no, Trump had mean tweets, guys. Yep. Thank God we don't have mean tweets anymore. Seriously. All right, and then uh, from the Ohio Star, uh, this is a commentary. <laughs> Inflation has hit five point three percent in July. As $1.2 trillion infrastructure infrastructure bill easily passed with a significant number of senator Republican senators uh-huh. signing their names to that nonsense. And another $3.5 trillion stimulus expected in September. Um, I love how, I don't know if you've seen it, but the left is trying to say, oh no, inflation's a good thing now. Mm-hmm. It's like, since when? I was just talking, talking about this with a buddy today. The Democrats and the left... Um, they will say up is down, black is white, even while they're swimming in shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, they just want to get their way. And their, their, their metric is, okay, the, the, the number goes up. Well, uh, the number's actually down. It's like, mm-hmm. right? Oh, uh, the sky is, uh, nice and clear. Uh, actually sure is a lot of rain out. Or right. it's storming and there's a hurricane. Actually, it's a really nice day. No matter what you say, no matter what metric, they are the always going to, to, to say bad is good and good is bad. Yeah. No matter what. No matter how. And that's the thing. That's how you know that these people are wannabe slaves. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. They want to be slaves. They are not happy if they are free. They are only happy if somebody is ruling over them. Even if ruling over them means that they got to swim in shit all day long. Yeah. And it's just devastating because this, if that actually, if the 3.5 actually passes, this country is done. I mean, I mean it, it, unfortunately it is. Like yeah. we will, we're already debt all the way up to, shoved all the way up. Uh, don't even know who's ass anymore. Like it's all China, the way, way up. Yeah. I mean, it's so far up. There's, we can't there's see almost it. no getting out of it, you know. No. Uh, yeah, make sure you guys are investing in some and, alternatives like Bitcoin and gold and stuff like that. Yeah, and get and get on your people, man. If you're if you're out of state of Ohio mm-hmm. or whoever, well, Rob Portman, but he's not running again because he's one of the people that voted for this. Yep. Um, but he's not running again, so you can't really get on him. But, no. You know, for the three point five, maybe you can try. <laughs> so. God, he sucks. You can. God, he sucks. He's horrible. Anyway. All right, moving into local. Somewhat lighter news. Yes. Let's get to some lighter points. From uh, Fox 19. (laughs) This is hilarious to me. Bengals fans ranked number one for biggest drinkers during games. Survey finds. I believe it. This. So, no, I believe it. But here's the thing. I haven't even thought about it like this before. But think about it this way. There's a bit of a conspiracy, I think, going on here. Oh, really? Let's just say... You were the owner of a football team. Let's just call them the Bungles. Yeah. And 
You knew you could make some money with a winning team, but you could make a shit ton of money on beer sales Yes. with a losing team. Now that is a guaranteed paycheck. Yeah, because they're so depressed they want to drink. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, I'm not even going to read the article. I just thought the headline was funny enough. But yeah, I mean... I mean, it should be of no surprise to anybody. Because people like it yeah. might have been Oakland, but you know they're gone now. Yeah. So, so now we're stuck with. So the now the Raiders have to uh, rebuild their alcohol tolerance. Yep. <laughs> this one was wild. Uh, this one out of out of the Enquirer. Cincinnati hand surgeon operates on his own hand. Procedure a success. Patient in good spirits. Uh, Cincinnati hand surgeon Mahab Faud, Fa, Fa, I don't know how to say that, performed surgery Thursday on his own hand. He hadn't planned to participate. He was the patient. In an operating room at Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Practice in Sharonville, he gowned up, stepped to the surgical table, and draped his numbed left hand over a rolled-up towel. Across from him, his Beacon partner, Dr. Sam B. Koo, drew a short black line in ink near Faud's left thumb. Uh... At 5.08, Koo pressed the tip of the scalpel to that line and Foad closed his eyes, but then it was like a lot, uh, it was really, it really was a lot like it wasn't my thumb, it was anybody else's. Foad opened his eyes, asked for a knife, and got to work. How crazy Gosh, is that? Gosh, I can't even imagine. Um, <sighs> on a typical day, he operates on 10 or 12 hands, he says. Well. Um, he's repaired hundreds of ulnar collateral ligaments. Um, and uh, I guess, let's see what happened. Uh, on July 25th, Fudd and his oldest son, Harris, were on a paintball outing in Westchester Township when Fudd lost his balance and his left hand shot out to the ground to stop the fall. He got back up, felt uh, fine, and went on to play paintball. But the next day, he said there's something not right. Long story short, he had to get surgery, and he ended up operating on his own hand. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, that is I don't, a miracle, actually. I, it's, I mean, I know that it was numb and all that, but like... And I guess it makes sense that he'd be able to, but also, um, doesn't those drugs still have an effect on your? I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe don't, maybe not. Like when you're when they when they inject your hand with with the numbing whatever. Yeah. I mean, isn't it possible that that can have an effect on the rest of your body, even I, to a slight degree? I would think so. I don't know. I'm not a, not an expert, but it's just it's just a wild story. Y'all should <laughs> y'all should check that out. That's. I mean, operating on your own hand, that's just wild. I mean, if I were one of even just like an intern or something, just someone watching that, I would be like, um, this is literally the coolest thing ever because also kind of scary because then you're like, oh gosh, he's doing his own hand, but that's just a fascinating thing. Um, So this one from iTeam, Mayor John Cranley has officially launched his campaign for governor alongside... uh, Nan Whaley of Dayton, who is also running for governor as a Democrat. Uh, we'll see who gets the nomination there, but I don't know that... People say people, people don't know Cranley outside of Cincinnati, and I don't know how true that is. But who knows Nan Whaley outside of Dayton? Right. You know, I still think... Right. I mean, you know, I mean, Cincinnati is still a much bigger city. Yeah. Uh, and much, has much more notoriety than, than Dayton does. Um, I don't know of any other Democrats who are running. I honestly, at this point, I, I'm still holding on to my prediction that it's going to be uh, Cranley versus DeWine, and Cranley's going to win, which is sucky. Yeah. So, we'll see. 
In COVID news, out of WCPO9 here, Tri-State nurses pushing back against mandatory COVID-19 vaccines. <clears throat> Tri-State nurses will protest, uh, they already did at this point, uh, Tuesday evening against mandatory vaccines for healthcare workers outside of St. Elizabeth Healthcare in Northern Kentucky. <clears throat> Many local hospitals, including St. Elizabeth, are requiring their employees be vaccinated against COVID-19 by October 1 in order to keep patients, visitors, and other staff members safe. But protest organizers said they want to choose whether or not to be vaccinated with an unapproved vaccine. Now, <clears throat> the way I understand it is it's not uncommon for hospitals to require vaccinations right. outside of the whole COVID thing. Right, because they mandate the flu shot. A lot of them, yeah, a lot so of them some do, of this stuff so. is already mandated. Yeah. Um, but when it's not gone through the process that the other vaccinations have gone through, right. I can understand the protest. Yeah, especially when you're in the <clears throat> medical industry and yeah. you're like, uh, we actually know what we're talking about when we say, no, we should have the choice on this experimental mm -hmm. vaccine. Like, no, unless it's FDA approved, maybe. Yeah. But it's like, it's not. And did you see, did you see that video uh, of the uh, doctor speaking at the school board meeting in Indiana talking about uh, their mask mandate stuff. Yes. And he brought up the Delta variant. And yes. so I'm, I was so glad somebody finally said this who was an expert because I asked this question a few weeks ago on the show. And my question was with this whole Delta variant thing, how much have the vaccines perhaps contributed to creating a variant? Because what little I know about vaccine or about viruses, viruses are a living thing mm -hmm. that like all living things, want to live and want to survive. Right. And are going to defend itself when they, if and when they can, right? Vaccines, or I'm sorry, uh, <clears throat> viruses, I know, tend to have the ability to evolve mm -hmm. in order to defend themselves in various uh, challenging environments. Um, so my question was, with this Delta variant coming out, after all these people are getting vaccinated, how much did the vaccine contribute to potentially creating a variant? <clears throat> because a vaccine does what the virus doesn't want it to do, which is kill it. Right. So viruses, it just seems like it makes sense that a virus would defend itself mm -hmm. somehow. And this guy had said in that video, you know, if you do vaccines wrong, you create variants. That's what happens. And we have seen where vaccines were not properly uh, 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 given or provided or whatever. Right. And we know that it hasn't gone through the full process that other vaccines have gone through. Mm -hmm. And again, I say, I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not even anti-COVID-vax. At some point, I might get one. Although, I've been thinking lately. be interesting if we started a movement to not say whether we ever had the vaccine. We could start, like, maybe create our own vaccine card that says, you're never gonna know. Mm. Hey, where's your passport? Here's my passport that says I might have gotten it. I might not have gotten it. You're never gonna know. I kind of want to make that declaration. That would be interesting. I kind of want to make that declaration where like- they kind of go, uh, uh, <clears throat> but how do I find out? You can't, you don't. it's HIPAA. You don't. can't find out and get I mean, back to that. I know it wouldn't. I know it's not something that would necessarily like fly. Like I mean, they would. You know, people would be like, "All right, well, then you can't come in," or who knows what. Right. But I just think it'd be interesting if we had an entire movement of people who weren't not going to get the vax necessarily, but just weren't going to share the information whether or not they did. 
Yes. So if you are interested in getting the vaccine, but you feel as I do about the uh, mandates and the uh, coercion and all that kind of stuff, I don't know, maybe it's time to start considering how we go forward from here saying, look, I might get, I might have gotten the vaccine. I might not have got the vaccine. You're never going to know. Ain't your business. Right. Fuck off. Right. But I also like the fact that I could just do this. Mm, come over here. I won't, I won't mandate it. Come over here. Right. <laughs> I think that might be a little easier to, yeah, to, to yeah. handle. <laughs> I mean, it's just so I, I, I don't know. It, I, I was so glad that he had finally said that, that, yeah, that, that somebody, because I had been yeah. wondering that and I hadn't heard an expert bring that up yet. And I was glad somebody did because then I didn't feel so stupid. Right. So, yeah, I'm glad too. Our neighbors uh, south of us in Kentucky have issued a uh, executive order from Andy Bashir, the governor. Andy Brazier is requiring students and staff to wear masks indoors in schools, regardless of vaccination status. There is no other option, he said. Uh, yes, there is. Yes, there is. There is another option. You could just, I don't know, not. <laughs> I mean, there's a wild thought. Imagine that. Let people choose for themselves. Yeah, don't I mean, be it a is, dictator. Right. It is, after all, a free country, but whatever. Right. So the requirement's only going to run for 30 days with the option to renew. Um, and it will apply, uh, will apply to children two years old and older in childcare, yes. pre-K, and children uh, in K through 12. So the tyranny continues in this country. Yep. Uh, and our neighbors are not immune to it. No. They're not even immune to COVID, no matter how many vaccines they get, apparently. Exactly. And we have Cincinnati restaurateurs who are requiring proof of uh, vaccinations, uh, as well as Maroon 5, who was performing in Cincinnati requiring vaccinations, as well as uh, a new concert venue in Newport requiring vaccinations. Just one after the other of these businesses thinking that it's their business, their mm -hmm. place, to tell you how to manage your your uh, healthcare. Yeah, and let's see how much money they end up making through all of this, which I doubt will be as much as pre-lockdowns, even during lockdowns. Well, I gotta I wonder if they're doing that to maybe protect themselves from the lockdowns. I wonder if like they'll be exempt when the lockdowns approval. come again, and mm -hmm. the government goes, well, because you've been you've been doing the you've right been a thing, good boy. because you've been a good yeah. boy, right? Since you've been a good boy, we'll let you stay open. But those of you who weren't good boys, you've got to go down. Yeah. Uh, Does anyone see how insane this is? Anyone? Am I? Only, again, only if you're one of these people who are just addicted to being slaves. Yeah. Who just cannot see life as a free person. I, and, and it's so weird because, like, this is the other thing I was talking about with a buddy of mine today. I was like, you know, people I know personally, we don't agree on everything, you know, as far as the role of the government. But we right. all still thought of ourselves as free. Yeah. But they don't even use the word anymore. No. They don't even bother. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm done. I, I'm checking in. I'm checking in. Checking it out. I'm done. I'm not even going to bother calling myself free anymore. I am now a servant of the state. And what the state says goes. Well, that's Forget just, being free. I don't need it. Yep, and that shows who they really are. Really. It's, it's, it's that's sad. It's really, it is heartbreaking because I'm like, yeah. I thought we at least had this in common, but we don't. And how can you share a, co a country with people like that? No. They should just build, I'm telling you, I've been saying this forever, just even pre-lockdowns, I've always said this, just have them, you have the freedom to build your own commune in the middle of a desert somewhere. You actually have the freedom yeah. to follow these orders on your own, mm -hmm. including you, governors, including you. You could resign right now and go ahead. 
go for it. Take your followers Please. with you. Please. Like, yeah. That's all I've been asking for years yeah. is just do that. But no, they're going to bring the whole country Amish do a pretty good job of it. I mean, yeah. But that's the problem. Amish work really, really hard. That's the thing. They actually work. And Democrats are not a big fan of that. No. No. They, so. would, they would sit on a bug and cry in the corner for yeah. three hours. And, and, and wonder why no one's brought them bread. Yeah. Where's the line? Where's the line for my bread? Mm-hmm. From the Enquirer, uh, James Beard, nominated chef of Please Restaurant, which I hadn't actually heard of, announces permanent closure. Um, chef Ryan Santos announced on social media Thursday that Please Inn Over the Rhine is closing for good. Uh, it had first opened up in 2017, so it's still relatively new. Um, and he was a semi-finalist in the 2020 James Beard Awards. Um, uh, for Best Chef Great Lakes, attributed the decision to a number of reasons, many of them pandemic-related. Uh, during our time and with lease renewal approaching, the reflection on and reality of the physical and mental health toll of the restaurant on myself just wasn't sustainable for another five years, the post reads. Uh, and you, you guys can read this post, but <clears throat> of course we're blaming the pandemic. Right. But the pandemic didn't cause this. No. Now, I'm sure... I'm sure this guy thinks this. I'm sure he believes that the pandemic caused his business to close. But it didn't. No. It didn't. You know what did? Economic restrictions from a tyrannical government. Yeah. They're the ones who forced everybody to uh, be on house arrest for a number of weeks and claiming it was only going to be for 15 days. Mm -hmm. And who forced people into face diapers so that they couldn't possibly uh interact on a real human level anymore right which is what we're forcing onto our kids we're for i love i don't know if you saw matt wall uh matt walsh's it's a speech uh, in the in the nashville, in nashville yeah. which i didn't that know was he was great. nashville uh, oh yeah. yeah i didn't know he was there um but he he was like look it's munchausen yeah it's you're inserting munchausen onto these kids right because they're 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 basically being taught to be afraid of the very air that they breathe yeah what does that do to a kid that, uh, you know, and I've always thought it was a bit of an exaggeration to say child abuse, but the more and more I think about it, the more I'm like, what else is it? Yeah. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not that deadly for kids. It just yeah. isn't. And also with please, because I actually lived in the apartment building next to it. And I mean, I'm sure it was good, but you can never get into it anyway, because mm. it's very, so one, it's so small. <clears throat> Two, it was very expensive. Mm -hmm. Hate to say it. Sorry, guys, but it was. Um, no, that's okay if it's worth and, it. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the, the precinct is, is expensive, well, but it's worth it. No, but the food's portions like, are small. Yeah, the portions are so small because you have to have, and that's the thing with this restaurant, which I thought was creative, but I didn't see it lasting long-term anyway. Mm. So I think a little mm. bit had to do with that as well. Sure. Blame the pandemic all you want, but I think your numbers just didn't even match pre. And Well, yeah, I mean, if you, have, if you have a business model that uh, relies on a stable economy, as yeah. soon as that fluctuates even a little bit, even if it's you know not necessarily uh, an unjust lockdown or something like that, mm -hmm. you're still you're still asking for trouble. So. Exactly. We have to follow up. So you were actually with me when we first covered this story. Mm -hmm. We have to follow up on this because this was a kid out of <laughs> uh, I think he was out of Anderson, uh, but he went to a Christian school. His name ooh is uh, Crosley McEachin. And uh, he was accused of uh, raping a girl while she was asleep, and she woke up with him on top of her. Uh, and uh, I, I, I didn't see evidence. All I know is what was reported. But, you know, you got to... And I was pretty harsh on the kid then. Um, and who knows if he is, in fact, guilty, right? 
outside of uh, the legal definition, but they are not seeking a conviction. And um, what they uh, haven't, what Joe, Joe Dieter said is our, our job as prosecutors is to seek justice. Um, uh, while he was dismissing the rape charges against the uh, high school student, um, he was indicted by a Hamilton County grand jury in July over an alleged rape that occurred in December of last year. Citing information that came to light post-indictment and which changed our understanding of the case, Dieter said that his office dismissed the charges but made sure to clarify that the dismissal is not a comment on the guilt or innocence of McKeechee. They don't go into, I read the whole article, they don't actually go into what these details are that came to light. Mm-hmm. Now, if he, if he was falsely accused, right, maybe her story didn't hold up or right. whatever, I think... Excuse me. Bless you. I think he has a right to say, I would like this information to be publicly because you did publicly accuse me and indict me. Yeah. Um, And if whatever this information is that's come to light, that, I mean, does it, is it information that exonerates him or is it information that just makes it too hard to bring a uh, conviction? Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe, again, maybe outside of the legal definition of the term, he is in fact guilty. But we do know that false accusations happen. Right. And, um, you know, I'm not glad if uh, somebody, if, if a rapist gets off, but I am glad to see this because I don't know. And if they don't know either, I don't want to just send somebody to prison for a crime they didn't commit. But he's already been railroaded here, uh, been, been dragged through the mud. I don't know if he's guilty, but if he's innocent... Um, seems to me that that he should file a lawsuit uh yeah to have that information exposed yeah and then if evidence does happen to come up again and yeah. she actually brings the evidence forward that this happened either a friend recorded audio or has a video mm-hmm. and scared to present it probably i don't know yeah. but that's the thing it's like you know and i'm all about due process so it's like well, if he did it well then and i've said before this is something that i, I know people don't like to hear but Believe it or not, even if somebody is guilty, if they get, uh, if their charges get dismissed or they don't get convicted, even if they are in fact, like again, outside of the definition, even if they are in fact guilty, I know this sounds weird, but that's still justice. Mm -hmm. And it's only because it's justice for the people who could be falsely accused. Right. Because if you cannot bring a secure conviction with with, with, uh, evidence that proves beyond a reasonable doubt that the person is guilty, reasonable doubt means that somebody can be framed for something they didn't do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't allow for reasonable doubt, it's too easy to frame somebody for a crime they didn't commit. Right. And that's why, that's the justice part of it. It's not getting the, it's, justice doesn't necessarily mean getting the conviction or getting the desired outcome of an individual case. In the greater context of things, it means making sure that the system works to protect everybody to the best it possibly can, and in particular, protect people against false imprisonment. Mm-hmm. All right, so this one from the Ohio Star, uh, there now is now a resolution uh, in Ohio to uh, uh, get schools to change their Native American nicknames uh, after the Cleveland Indians, and of course the Redskins here at Cincinnati, uh, in uh, Anderson Township. Yeah. Uh, they're calling on all Native American mascots to be removed. But not European mascots. Right. Spartans can stay. Fighting Irish can stay. Yeah. Right. 
Crusaders can stay, Musketeers can stay. Yeah. All of the all of the European mascots will keep you. But we don't want any of you Native American mascots around here. We don't take kindly to your kind around here. Mm-hmm. These people are, they don't, they, I, it, it just blows my mind. I, like, I don't, I, you are racist as all shit. Yes. This is literally, this, you're proving this, you're racist. This tells me you do not like Native Americans. Yeah, Adam Miller and Jessica Miranda. Because you don't want any evidence of their existence, yeah. including any, any team that's going to honor them. Right. And they, and of course they don't see that. They're not. They're not. There's no way that they they could acknowledge that. They think they're doing right by the, like, by the Native oh, Americans by erasing them. them. Yeah, you're erasing them. We're we're you know adhering to their and feelings. It's one piece at a time. And and I mean that. You know what we used to call that? Genocide. Yeah. Genocide. Just so you guys know, them. genocide is not just killing a, a people for uh for for what they are, but it's erasing their culture. Exactly. It's kind of what the Democrats did to blacks uh, ever since uh, the Civil Rights Act passed. They, they basically destroyed their culture with their Section 8 housing. And, and, uh, and I, I know the Republicans had a little bit to do with the drug insertion into yeah. the communities and all that. But that was after the, the family had already been destroyed or was on its way out. So that's what genocide is. These, I mean, if you, you might say that that's an extreme thing for me to say to accuse these people of committing genocide against, the, against uh, Native Americans. But... What else do you call that? That's what the term is. You're erasing anything to do with Indians. Yeah. Native Americans anywhere you can. And you think you're doing right by them, but you're not. You're just erasing them. Again, see, showing the opposite. Right. I just... Uh. Uh, we're still facing some uh, criminal activity, of course, in Cincinnati. Uh, we've got uh, uh, a few nights ago, there were five people injured in multiple shootings. One of them was killed. And it just one thing after another. It seemed like that was game shooting. But we also had this lady who was kidnapped uh, by a couple of men and forced to withdraw money from her bank account. I guess they drove her to a couple of different ATMs, uh, and she was uh, she had to take out like uh, ten thousand dollars in total. It seems like um, she was picked up at the Dell High Kroger, and they threatened her life uh, if she called the police. Said uh, She said, they took me to the bank. I had to go to a bunch of ATMs, and they got out in Delhi Kroger, and somebody picked them up, but they told me not to look, so I didn't look. I was too afraid. Uh, so that's where they uh, dropped her off, not where they grabbed her. But the, the thing that stands out to me about this is the picture of the people, and that's um, they've got their masks on, and they're saying, have you seen this guy? Now, you might be able to recognize him. But it sure would help if he didn't have that mask on. Yeah, I mean, one of them you has sure? their mask, like, under the nose, so you can kind of get a distinction of what he yeah. looks like. But the other two, if you really look carefully, I think they're all the same guy. Because there's they? blue hoodie. I don't think they have a picture of the other guy. Oh. See, it's blue hoodie, black See, hat. So I think it's the same guy. It oh. is the same guy. So oh, then never mind. Yeah. But, but still, like, with the mask on, it's like... You know, it makes it that much harder. And I, and I know in the comments, a lot of leftists pointed out, it's like, oh, you somebody will recognize him. Well, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe. you might be right, but it sure would be easier if he didn't have that mask on. Right. And uh, it's so funny. I talked about this with someone who uh, is what I would consider a normie who doesn't really pay close enough attention to this stuff. They just kind of go along with the narrative. Mm -hmm. And because there was another incident like this at the Kroger near me. Mm. 
And the guy was wearing a mask, and they posted his picture, and like, have you seen him? And it was even harder to tell who he was. Like, it wasn't even near as obvious as this guy. At least had a good chunk of his face, and his nose was sticking out. This other guy, like, had his hoodie on and everything too. See that? Yeah. So right. So it was really hard to to tell. And and I mentioned that I'm like, this makes it so, this the mask thing is making it so much harder to catch these criminals. And she goes, you know, I didn't think about that. I'm like, you know, that's kind of the problem. You don't think about these things. You just go mask good. No mask, bad. Right. And anything else... You don't think the outside picture of how right, this you're, is really going to be. All these... You've got tunnel vision, just like Fauci. They, these people have tunnel vision. All, and I've said this before. You can focus on the one problem and do everything you can to fix that one problem while ignoring all this other stuff going on out here, right? But just because there is a solution to a problem doesn't mean it's a good solution. And this, I'm going to say this example again. You might have heard me say it. How do you cure or keep food poisoning from ever happening again? Stop eating. Stop eating, yep. It would solve it. I guarantee you, and I'm not a doctor, but I guarantee you, guarantee you, you would never get food poisoning ever again in your life if you just stopped eating. So do you see how there's a problem with just this tunnel vision solution to these problems? Mm -hmm. You can't just say... Everybody needs to mask up because then you're not considering all of the effects, the psychological effects on kids, how much harder it is. And this was another point that Matt Walsh brought up that was a really good point as well, but how much harder it is for kids to see how uh, words are pronounced when their teachers are in the front of the classroom trying to instruct them on younger kids, of course, on uh, how to use these words and vocabulary and all that kind of stuff. Facial expressions. I mean, there's a lot that's communicated. They say that most of your communication comes in your physical uh, uh, presentation, yes. right? Your, your facial ex- uh, uh, expressions and all that, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lack of communication to break down there. There's so many other things. And then this right here where you might not be able to recognize a suspect because they are they look normal because they got a mask on. Yeah. It wouldn't, it doesn't, it, you don't think anything suspicious about somebody anymore that has a mask. Uh, two years ago, if these guys were walking around with a mask on like this, especially like these doctor's masks. I'd be people, like... You're like, stay you? the fuck away from that yeah. guy. What is he doing? But now it's just totally normal. And here are the consequences. This, if, if you are still one of these masks, no matter what, people, you have tunnel vision. I don't know what else to tell you. Exactly. Definitely. All right. So we're going to wramp up with some Forest Hills stuff because there's some uh, wild stuff that happened this week. And you actually went to the board meeting on, that was Tuesday? or Mon- Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, because it was supposed to be Monday originally and then they pushed it back. Because one of the board members had COVID. Yeah, I heard that, but was two days enough to get over COVID? Well, she was getting over COVID, and I guess she's like, I need another Do you know who couple it was? days. It was uh, Linda. Leslie? Or Leslie. Leslie yeah, Rasmussen? Leslie. Yes. Yeah. Dr. Leslie Rasmussen, I hear Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, I was suspecting that they were really just trying to put it off because they didn't want to be the ones to make this decision and have their name on this vote. But the vote happened anyway, and it was interesting to say the least. Like I said, I wasn't there, but I heard a lot about it. Uh, why don't you recap how that went? I'd be happy to, because like I was, I was telling Max before uh, we started recording that I am still shaking and very angry about this meeting. It, like everybody who went to that meeting and beyond who heard about the meeting, because by the way, in the in the the notice before I get into the details, the notice we got about the meeting, because originally it was going to be private, and then they decided to make it public. 
Because like, okay, well, they know we're on to them, so of course they're mm-hmm. being adhering to us and all. I didn't know it was supposed like, to be okay. private originally. Okay. Uh huh. So then, like, oh, we decided to make it public. But and they didn't live stream it like they do every other meeting. Right. Which I think is normal for their special meetings, but even still, it's like as contentious of an issue as it is, yeah. I would expect a little bit more transparency, please. Yeah. But no, we don't get transparency out of this district. That's No, not at all. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but it says at the very bottom of the thing, of the, of the, of the notice, that there wasn't supposed to be a vote. That's what made me a little like, okay, so let me get to what mm. happened. So the protest went well. A bunch of people actually showed up, more than what the pictures are showing. So, Dan, I'm a little disappointed from WLWT. Got to call you out because there were a lot more people that were there than what you're showing. Um, So I'm a little angry at that. But anyway, so we go in. So everybody starts storming in with their signs. They don't even care about capacity anymore because we're, like, done with that game, right? Mm -hmm. So we go in. And I go right behind him. I have my camera and everything's great. And I go ahead and sit with the lovely four candidates that are running for school board in the district. So I sit with them, the meeting begins, and they just go through some other topics they want to go over, and then they go into the mask discussion. So we're like, okay. So we're like, what's going to happen here? So they motion to have the discussion, they have the discussion, and they talk about the option, which option A was the first one, which basically was mask optional for elementary kids, because they did elementary first, then middle school, then high school. They did the elementary first. It was supposed to be, you know, it says mask optional, uh, vaccines. They still quarantine, you know, with the vaccinated, unvaccinated, all that stuff. They still wanted to do that. But there was some reason no virtual option, which was a little weird to me because I would think that would be the case. But I haven't heard anything about a virtual option. As I understand, I mean. there is no virtual option. Right. Because I was very successful. Because like, uh, oh. Sarah Jonas, she'll say, and we'll get into her. Sarah Jonas is a candidate for Forest Hills uh, coming up for election in November. Yeah. Uh, she brought that up to uh, Superintendent Scott Prebles. Right. And as far as what she was told, there is no virtual option. That's what option. I was saying. I didn't see it, the option up there. I was like, well, that's a little strange. Mm-hmm. So, but it was like, okay. But I'm just happy the option is mask optional. So, of course, we're talking, of course, but we weren't allowed to speak as the public. Every time we tried, they would they shut, shut us down. down. Yep, yep. They're not a big fan. They're not very much uh, free speech advocates over there. No, they're not. Uh, especially if you go to say a board member's name, they claim that that's against the rules. As far it's, as I'm concerned, that's a First Amendment violation. Yeah. You should be allowed to hold your elected officials accountable. Yeah. Um, and that's effectively what they're trying to shut down. Forest Heights has uh, shut that down in that last uh, board meeting, and we covered that. You all heard us covering that, and that's just flat out wrong. Yeah. And, and and I read the rule, the bylaw that he's referencing, because it says you're you're supposed to address the board, but mm-hmm. it doesn't say specifically that that means you're not allowed to say their name. Yeah. It just says you're not supposed to. As I understand it, it means you're not supposed to address like the audience and get up on a on a on a soapbox and you know what I mean? Or, right. or try to campaign or anything else. You're just supposed to talk to the board about board business. Exactly. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't say somebody's name. name. Yeah. Right. So uh, as far as I can tell, it's, I, I think, I, I think it'd be interesting to see somebody pursue that because it seems to me a first amendment case. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be allowed to say the name of an elected official in public comments when addressing the board with those elected officials? That makes no sense whatsoever. It doesn't. But you have to say your name. And address. Right. When you get up to make a public comment, you're required, your name gets said anyway, yeah. but you're also supposed to say your own name and your address. So I'm supposed to tell people where I live, but I can't even say your name as yeah. an elected official? Are you kidding me? How does that me? make it fair? There's no way. So, and it's so funny when he's, sorry to get on a tangent here, but it's, it's right. so funny. Uh, it was something I was thinking about uh, this. When Forsyth said that, 
One of the one of the things he said was, "Well, we're law and order people here, aren't we?" He said the the, he basically said the same thing at the at the public discussion. He's so full of crap, dude. It's not a law and order issue. It's a First Amendment issue, and that does you don't you don't break the law yeah. by saying a, uh, a, a it's you maybe break a bylaw if you interpret it that way, which is a BS interpretation if you ask me. But yeah. it's not. We're, he's not breaking a law by saying an elected official's name. Give me a break. And also, law and order, you're not a law person. Like, what are you talking about right. law and order for us? But that's he's, okay. He's, he, he clearly seems to think a whole lot of his position. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so they get to, so they just have the discussion of what they think, which was, you know, good to know. And so, so you know, when I was... I was kind of surprised to see Elizabeth Meyer really stand strong against the Yeah. Masks. I wasn't expecting that. She, she was also on our voted. Side. She voted for the name change for the Redskins, right? Um, which was really disappointing because she's a Republican. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's the thing. Like it was, what's really disappointing about that is it was a majority Republican board. Uh, they weren't necessarily endorsed, but they all were Republicans, right? right. The three of them were Republicans: Forrest Tice, Elizabeth Meyer. I think she was Elizabeth Barber at the time, and. Um, uh, uh, Patty Taylor. Mm-hmm. So it was three three to two Republicans, but they still voted four to one to change the name. Elizabeth Meyer being one of them. So to see her come up and I, I just, I mean, I've only been seeing these these board meetings recently, but when I saw her speak about the masks on, I want to say it was Channel Nineteen, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised at how strong she she stood on that topic. Yeah, yeah, she was. We were all just like. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, wonderful. Someone's yeah. on our side with this right. issue. Um, Naz was the other one. Um, I think I'm like on her name. She's the lawyer. Yeah, I forget her name. She just got uh, no. Appointed. She's the one that had COVID. Not not Leslie. She was the one that had COVID. Oh, okay. She got All the right. vaccine, and her husband was unvaccinated, gotcha. and that was that whole thing. Gotcha. So okay. But back to the the discussion. She. Um, so yeah. So it was the the lawyer and her were mm-hmm. on our side, which I was like. Hallelujah. Oh, great. We have at least two people. Yeah. And then here's where things got a little frustrating the most, besides them shutting us up and all that stuff. We all were like, we're not surprised. Whatever. Have your way. Fine. Whatever. But we were angry. We all had our signs up. We were all just kind of making our point. Of course, I had the shirt on. I didn't have a sign, but I did wear the shirt that said, I identify as vaccinated. <laughs> just because, why not? I pissed and... off some family members because I posted a picture of me saying that I identify <laughs> as vaccinated, and they thought that meant that I was vaccinated, and they just... They're not in tune with that joke. So then when they found out that I wasn't, they're like, I thought you were. I was like, like, no, I I identify. identify. Or making fun of I can identify as anything anymore. Well, these are older school people that aren't quite in tune with the woke culture yet. Got it. So that's probably why. Got it. But yeah, so they decide, okay, well, they discuss what it is. And then they have option B, option C, which is, of course, mandating and the vaccine, more strict with the vaccines and uh, it was just crazy. I think the option, yeah, option B was still have masks in instructor settings. So mm-hmm. like classrooms, gyms, like when you're sitting and whatever, but you can take them off when you do activity and all of this stuff. So, and then you can take them off in the hallways at recess, whatever. So then they go ahead and decide to motion to vote. And we went, what? is happening right now so of course we're like i guess they're voting tonight uh okay i guess i thought they were voting all along yeah so well okay. that's the thing when i read the notice it said 
it didn't say anything about voting. Like, it didn't say anything about that in the mm-hmm. notice. Unless they changed the notice last minute. I have to go back and look we at it. it. I did read the notice, but I, I guess I thought it did say they were voting on it. Right. Okay. But, but, it was, but the way they worded it was odd. So, of yeah. course, I was just like, well, are they? Well, are they, they do that. Because remember, they sent, out that, um, they sent out that survey that confused the hell out of people. Oh, yeah. So, it seems like that's what they do. They confuse the hell out of, out of the community. Mm-hmm. Which is almost abusive because I think they do it on purpose. Oh, I think yeah. they confuse people on purpose so they can, they can get away with whatever they want to get away with. Right. Yeah. So basically, what happened was so they start the motion to vote. And of course, they're going over, they discuss the Roberts rules of law and blah, 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 blah. Which we're like, okay. Which, of course, I, to be honest with you, I knew about Roberts rules of law, but I didn't know the full how that works really. Yeah. Except for what I I'm learned still from, only vaguely familiar with right. it. Right. Yeah. And so the next day, of course, after the whole thing, when I, after I'll, I'll discuss what I talked with my dad's attorney about, which is interesting. Um, mm. And so, um, yeah, so motion to vote, of course, the motion passes. So, okay, then they start going down the line. Okay? I think it was, yeah, Meyer first, and then, yeah, so they went down that order. So, of course, it was yes. The lawyer said yes to have option A. This is for option A, by the way. That's so, optional. Is option, yeah, optional for masks. And, and this course, is for elementary that they're voting elementary. for? Elementary. Right. So it's cool. Two yeses, of course. Forrest votes no. And then... And he's a doctor, so he's got his reputation to protect, I'm sure. Right. That's probably why he voted that way. Yeah. And this is what really surprised me. Cece, who... Or D... Didi Choice? Oh, Didi. Yeah, Didi. Sorry, Cece. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Alphabets. Hello. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, Didi. So she voted yes. And we went... Huh? We were just surprised as hell. Yeah. And then, of course, Dr. Leslie, no. Um, which, gosh, she went a whole emotional thing about the mask, and I thought it was pretty funny. She basically made a whole dramatic thing where she said, well, the kids really learned when they were in quarantine, and it was just a really interesting thing. They learned a new instrument, and it was just a beautiful... And I said, okay, shut up. We don't she's care. She's so full of crap. She is. Yeah. And she she's thinks she's always, amazing. She's always, she's always emotional and dramatic when it works for her, and then she accuses other people of being emotional. It's hilarious. Yeah. So then... <laughs> so then... So Dee Dee votes yes, and then of course Leslie votes no. And of course, Scott's just sitting there, the superintendent's just going like bored out of his mind, probably. He's just like, oh, hey, whatever, and not even reacting to any of it, which I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. I thought he would freak out a little bit because it didn't go his way. But then, after they, you know, they vote, everything's whatever, we're all like, hallelujah. Wow. Okay, that was easy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Dee Dee goes, wait, what did I vote on? And, oh and everybody went, okay, you're older. So a part of me was like. Cut you a little bit of slack I mean, here, Yeah, for this but... first round, I was like, okay. But then I thought also to keep that in the back of my head, my head that she was cheating. So I was like, well, I have to, because you can't play stupid and smart. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. So I'm watching. I was like, okay, so what's going to happen? So what do we do? Because again, I don't understand fully the Roberts rule. So they, of course, had to Google it. This was very embarrassing. They start Googling what Robert that is. Rules. And we have Don't a they lawyer. Have an expert? They have a lawyer on the board. Well, and she and didn't I, even there know. An admin? Isn't that Scott Prebles? Isn't, I don't know if Scott Prebles is in charge of... It seems like he would be. But they should so. have an expert there. To, that right. you don't, need a, don't you have a book? <laughs> I was saying that we were all just going... Uh, 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 um, okay. <laughs> and it was just... Insane. Oh, wait. You've got to stop. Here, go. Go on. Go to your bed. Come on. 
butcher his report. Right. So they had to Google so Robert's go rules. Yeah, so they Googled Robert's rules. And, of course, we're all just going, wait a minute. You don't even know, and you're a board. You should know this already. This, I mean, how long have you been doing this, Forrest Heist? Yeah. I mean, even they... I we, mean, Forrest, you're in this for the long haul, right? Yeah, but Forrest looked embarrassed as anything. He was just like, well, what do we do? What do we, you know, what do we do? And they all kind of looked at each other like, what do we do? This is embarrassing. What do we do? Because they didn't want to look bad, right? Too late. Too late. So then, but of course, again, I get, because personally for me, I said, you know what? Like, let's give her, of course, people were angry, but let's hold on. Before we react, let's hear her reason. So she said her reason why. She goes, to be honest with you, I kept thinking it was the opposite. And she, and she's, and then we went, okay. So then motion to revote. And we all thought, well, crap, she's going to say no. Right. We all know now, before, what did we come here for? So they go down, motion to vote. It passed. So they go down the line again. And Dee Dee says, yes, again. <laughs> she had a total Joe Biden moment, huh? Literally. So her first name should be dementia. Because, yeah. and I don't mean to make fun of that term, but it was like, if you're going to forget that quickly yeah. what you're actually voting on, again, you can't play After stupid this and smart. big humiliation. And this was triple embarrassing. Very yeah. double. This is triple embarrassing. Yeah. because we're, And people stormed off. They got off, or they got up, left. And then came back after they cooled off because everybody was so angry mm -hmm. about what just happened. And they were trying to cheat again by revoting again. And here's what Dr. Leslie did. She, because she looked at her, so Dee Dee looked at Leslie and said, Well, what am I, so what is going on? She said, You're going to vote no. You're voting no. She said this to her in front of everybody. They're on a mic. It's like we literally just heard you say you doesn't matter how far back you lean back, girlfriend, it's not gonna work. We heard you literally tell her what to vote for. How does this happen? It was like we just and then of course here's Forrest kind of fidgeting and, and getting just angry, which naturally, because even and even doctor or not doctor, my, my Elizabeth called her out on it which really impressed me more about what her she, she said huh i'm gonna chime in here for a minute i feel like you're cheating i feel like you're trying to get your way and it was like oh now wow. we're getting here we Where's go this fire been all i know but i think she's seeing personally i think this is what's going on what's happening with her kids how what they're saying is i think yeah. she's finally listening to her children mm -hmm. she's finally listening to the community mm -hmm. she's finally hearing everybody out and seeing us being inside i think made her kind of go oh this is serious yeah because she probably needed that from the very beginning but there yeah. wasn't enough people at the time to step or, up yeah exactly so that was my observation from her reaction because i'm an actor i read people very well and so at least the best i can anyway but i'm reading her reactions and i'm just like yeah she's not happy with this at mm -hmm. all and she even said my name is on this board my name is here your name is on this and she's going down the line basically saying our names are on this board so if one mistake happens, we all go down. So, and she goes, so what are we gonna do? What yeah. do you wanna do? And she goes, and of course they motioned again to revote. And then it didn't pass, or yeah, so it, was, it didn't pass for the optional. So what did pass was option B, which is mass mandate up until the 13th, which is when the federal 
the federal rule with the buses ends mm-hmm. or supposed to reconvene or whatever. <clears throat> so they said, we'll vote to have it for the first couple of weeks of school and then reconvene on the 13th and see where the numbers are then. And it's like this. It's only a couple weeks. Like yeah. you couldn't make it optional and then reconvene. You couldn't think of the opposite. It's like you just want to control these kids yep. for as long as humanly possible. And it is the most disgusting thing ever. Mm-hmm. And everybody was fired up because the third time's a charm. And One of the, I, I, it passed. I, I, I've been trying it to find this pass. quote and I can't remember who said it. If you're listening uh, and you know this quote and who said it, I thought it was Aristotle, but I don't know for sure. Uh, said something that made me think of masks and it it was something to the effect of and I'm paraphrasing here that one of the best ways to control people is is to make them entirely unfamiliar to each other if you no longer know your neighbors really well or your classmates very well or your community really well um, it's a lot harder for those people to feel the need or want to or be motivated to stand up for you when it matters and that to me is the real that's my biggest issue i have with masks is yeah. that it's um it's just it's a it's a big example but it's one of many that tr- seeks to insert that division so they can make it harder for people to want to stand up for each other mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to throw your neighbor under the bus and say yeah they're underneath the floorboards exactly. when you're not all that familiar with them yeah so and it was just and yes i'm calling you nazis yeah and it just i mean it was just one of those things that was just unbelievable and then they continued and then this is the the thing that really got me so they went ahead and moved on to middle school and high school so i was like well we lost that one Mm -hmm. great but till the 13th so of course i'm keeping that in the back of my head like okay they said the 13th they're going to reconvene keeping that in my head as everybody else's as well in that district and so then they moved on to middle school and high school they kept their masks optional. Okay. So the obvious question is, you have kids who are in the same household but go to different schools in different grades. Yeah. So you've got younger kids who are required to wear masks, sharing a household with older kids who are not. Yeah. So I guess they're relying on the vaccine there. I don't know what, but... I don't know. I think the vaccine is in their head. Like but, that's the and I've heard focus. somebody say I don't know who had said this, but I heard somebody say that it was mentioned that that would be handled on a case by case case by case basis. And I'm like, you can't handle that on a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you do that? Do you say okay, you are in high school, but because you come from a family with a kid in fifth grade, uh, you have to wear a mask? You can't do that. See, this is where I think a lot of lawsuits are going to start coming in because yeah, I hope so. I hope so too because this is where it's like this. And parents who are listening right now, get fired up. If you have kids in different grades, this is the time now mm-hmm. to start going. Wait, this is not fair for my eight-year-old when my thirteen-year-old doesn't have to wear one. Yep. So it's like, how how does that work? I mean, and also too, the thing that that even Elizabeth said in the meeting again that was again common sense you're not in the in the classroom with these kids you don't know what goes on they could have their masks off anyway the teacher may just say my classroom I don't want your mask on because mm. I some teachers are not for this so they may say you know what I'm gonna shut the door take your masks off mm-hmm. and those are the teachers Good. you got to pay attention to and I, I bet you do. more and more will come out I because there's a lot of teachers who are getting more and more pissed fed off up. about this stuff yeah. and fed up with it 
uh, and uh, they're getting louder, and I'm glad because teachers to. have been way too quiet for too long about. Because how much? Stuff. Yeah, because really, it's like how much is this worth to you? It's like that's the real question. Like I get it, you don't want to lose your job. Nobody does, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like again, like. Think of all the past the past heroes that saved this country from a lot of things. Do you think do you think they cared if they lost their job or not? Do you think they cared? Like they probably did a little bit because they're like, dang, I love what I do, but my country is worth saving. And same thing with community. My community is worth saving. So what's it going to take? Mm-hmm. Do you want to have your kids be suffocating in masks or have the option for them to. If they right. want to wear a cute mask for an hour, they think a mask is cute and they want to wear it, but then they go, nope, I'm done with it for the day. Then they have that option. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just it's just sad to me that you can tell they care more about suffocating the children than even older children. Yep. And that's the whole point. Well, and, and of course, uh, Sarah Jonas, we mentioned earlier, she was at that meeting. She's running for school board. And she had a post on her Facebook page about... Her experience at that meeting, yeah. which kind of blew me away. So I'm just going to read it. Uh, she gets into the recap kind of like what you just covered, but then mm-hmm. she adds a note here. She said, my husband and I chose the virtual learning option last year because we were not going to mask our elementary school children. Based on the board decision after the meeting, I approached Elizabeth Meyer, she's the school board member, and asked, will the school district be providing any education to those that choose not to mask? She did bring this issue up during the board discussion, but no one gave it a second thought. She said she would look into it. Based on her answer, I decided to go to Mr. Prebles, superintendent, to see what he'd say. That's Scott Prebles. I asked him, what options do you have for parents who will not be masking their children? Is there a virtual option? He said no. I asked, what am I supposed to do with educating my children? I added that there are more parents like me that will be meeting, uh, needing alternative uh, uh, education options. No answer. Instead, Mr. Prebles says to me, Well, it looks like you are running for the school board. How would you handle this question from a parent? Which, I mean, how would you have answered this question if she was just a parent and not a school board? Like, to me, that was a dig. Yeah. That wasn't a, that wasn't a, I really genuinely want to know how you would handle this. Yeah. This is a... Was, well, you're running for you're, school board. You're running board. for school board. What would you do about it? I know yeah. you're... It was, it was the suggestion, the implication to me, uh, and just this is just based off of his past behavior, the implication to me is that uh, she's only saying something because she's running for school board and not because she's a concerned parent. Right. Which is pretty Ridiculous. foul uh, by yeah. itself. But that, it gets worse. Uh, yeah. Uh, how would you handle this question from a parent? I playfully look over each of my shoulders and said, with all due respect, sir, I am not an elected official or a member of the school board. You are not answering my question and instead are trying to turn this around on me. My children's education is not a joke. What options do I have to educate my, educate my children here in Forest Hills? No answer. I sent the school board and Mr. Prebles an email last week asking for a mask optional decision and provided five pages of mask resource research. I finally said to him, it appears to me that you did not read or look into the five pages of mask research I provided in my email previously. He slowly looks up at me with disgust and says, I kid you not, quote, not trying to be mean, but I don't care, end quote. She finishes her post by saying, there you have it, folks. If you do not obey and comply, then your opinion does not matter. If this makes your blood boil, then please join me in my fight to win a seat on the school board on November 2nd, 2021. You've got my vote, Sarah. That's for damn sure. School board candidate or not. That's... (laughs) And now, this is... 
This is only Sarah Jonas's claim, but frankly, I believe it. Um, and, and not necessarily because of uh, any credibility for Sarah, which seems credible to me, you know, but because of his past behavior. Yeah. He has a, a, a history of being very nasty to people that challenge him. Yep. Um, see Patty Taylor. Uh, yeah. So remember, during the debate on care that they were having, where he presented what the care team was, and she she took her opportunity to start asking some questions, she mistakenly referred to it as the care program. And he very nastily said, it is a team, Mrs. Taylor. It is not a program. It is a team made up of individuals, right? And he was really just, and he's been like that with her. Mm -hmm. Like you see, he has a history of treating people uh, like crap when they challenge him, you know? Um, but Forrest Heiss, he calls it a program, doesn't get chastised. Leslie right. Rasmussen, she calls it a program, doesn't get chastised. Patty Taylor, she calls it a program, and he accosts her in public during a public school board meeting. Totally unprofessional. So because of that past behavior, I have every reason to believe that he said exactly this to Sarah Jonas. Um, and just so you guys understand, that wasn't just meant for Sarah Jonas. That was meant for everybody. Every for parent any of you that have yes. these concerns, he does not care. Which I find hilarious, because that's the name of the team is care, but he doesn't care. Right. So, it's, yeah. Speaking of care, uh, we're going to wrap up here on just, I know this has been the debate in Forest Hills about whether or not uh, CRT, critical race theory, is a part of the care team at Forest Hills. Let's just clarify a few things here. Um, I, there are a lot of uh, slides and records and videos mm -hmm. and all kinds of resources that that have been gathered by members of the community that demonstrate CRT is in fact being used to train these teachers. To clarify, the accusation has not been that CRT is being taught to kids. And again, I say that I wouldn't have a problem with that any more than I would have a problem with teaching what Nazism is to kids, right? I just don't want it being taught by Nazis. And I don't want CRT being taught by CRT proponents. Yes, I'm calling you Nazis. Because I just don't care. Because you guys do it all the time. So it's like, that's where we're at. I'm just, I don't care. We'll, 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 I'll play that game too. So the Nazis want to insert this stuff into the care team. And they call it care because it sounds nice. Um, they, they, uh, they insert these words like, you know, inclusion and belonging and all that stuff. And they do it so that they can see, they can conceal CRT within these words that sound nice and wonderful, such as uh, white fr fragility, which there was a video that was shared with the care team uh, on December 19th, 2018. This is how long this has been going on. That discusses white privilege, white fragility, not black privilege or black fragility, mm -hmm. microaggressions, uh, uh, institutional racism, ally. These are all, these are all uh, terms of CRT. There was also an article shared on September 10th, 2019, that says uh, our schools and educational institutions are perpetuating white supremacy. I did not know that there were white supremacists in our schools recruiting kids. Yeah. I would like to see the evidence of that, please. Uh, videos uh, talking about microaggressions, which basically accuses you of being racist when you don't even know it. And then uh, sharing materials from left-wing organizations like Disruptive Equity Education Project, or DEEP. Um, and then also talking about how they intend to discipline differently based off of people's cultural backgrounds. 
So these are all the kinds of things that people have a problem with. If You know what? Call it what you want. Um, but it's evil. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you, you want to call it something other than CRT? Whatever. Call it, call it sunshine and roses and puppies and, and Hershey's Kisses. It's still evil. Um, so, but, but that's exactly what this is. It's, it's, it's CRT. It really is. It's CRT. And, and even by their own description, it talks about how racism is the normal and that anything else is the exception. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what we know, which is in America, racism is just not normal. Right. People talk about it a lot, so it seems normal because people say it a lot and they talk about it a lot. But actual acts of racism, I just don't see them. It yeah. doesn't happen. Like, not that it doesn't happen, but I mean, it's, 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 I, 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 I can't remember the last time I saw anybody say or do anything racist towards a black person in, in, in front of me. Yeah, same. Not towards white people all the time, because it's yeah. okay, but yeah. not towards black people. So this idea that, that marginalized people are uh, oppressed in this country and oppressed in our schools is just wrong. But that is a tenant and a principle of CRT. Yep. And you can tell that's what they are basing this work, this care team work on, is that's why they talk about white fragility. Why are you teaching our... And here's the problem with this. When you te- it's, it's worse, in my opinion, to teach uh, the teachers this stuff because then the teachers are going to treat the students based off of these of principles. What they let, right. Right. And again, you say you're going to treat, uh, you're going to discipline kids differently based off of culture. What does that look like? If somebody has a culture that comes from a supposedly oppressed background or marginalized background, does that mean they're not going to get punished to the same degree? I mean, that seems pretty messed up to me. That doesn't seem like equality, right? Um, And it seems to me that, you know, it doesn't matter what color your skin is. You touch a hot plate, it's going to burn you. And it's going to burn you the same amount no matter, no matter your cultural background or your gender identity or any of that nonsense, right? Right. So, um, and these are just a few examples. I've seen a lot of documents that just, it's one thing it's after insane. another. Yeah, it's um, just sad. And they'll, they'll insert these things, but they'll have a lot of fluffy, nice mm-hmm. stuff surrounding it so that the whole thing sounds good, you know? They'll talk about, like, well, we want to do suicide prevention. Which, as far as I can tell, is a whole separate program anyway. What do you need care for if you've already... And if that program isn't working, what's wrong with it? Maybe fix that program. Don't yeah. insert another government program. And the other thing is, if you, if you watch the presentation, <clears throat> uh, and, the, and, and you can find this presentation, uh, I'll put it in the show notes probably. Um, if you watch the presentation of the care team, and they talk about what it's going to take to do this one-degree shift that was... Uh, kind of this, this what, what Catrice Quitter uh, calls the work that she does, this one-degree shift. Mm. Um, you can see it's like a whole, like, 19-year plan. Uh, yeah. So the first two to four years, we got to work on this. Then the next four to six years, we got to work on this and this and this and this. Talk about building job security into your program. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're hiring me? Great. You're going to need me for the next 19 years, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. And here's what we're going to do for the next 19 years. That's, that is a racket. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what this is. It's a racket. It's just, it's just people who are, who need to be busy because they don't have enough to do. Yeah. You know, uh, fashionable moms who are looking for a cause and, but don't really want to actually do the hard work it takes to 
protect people who actually need protecting. Right. You know, like, I don't know, unborn babies. Yeah. There's a thought. You know, they just want to look nice and seem like they are on the right side of things. So they go and get involved in these programs that are fluffy and there's nothing really there except for the crap that they want to insert to indoctrinate your kids. And to have your kids treated differently based on the color of their skin. So yes, uh, as uh, as one of the uh, parents said during the last school board meeting, the one that Forrest had interrupted, um, racism has been institutionalized in Forest Hills under the care team. And if you don't think sharing videos about white privilege and white fragility is racist, it's because you're a racist. Um, if you don't think it's uh, absolutely despicable to make false accusations that, that, that schools are perpetuating white supremacy without providing any evidence whatsoever of any recruitment like that going on, you're racist. Mm-hmm. You're, you're villainizing an entire group of people because of the color of their skin. And you're passing that on to the kids. So yes, Continue to argue that it's not CRT. Keep on, because I, we got all the evidence. Yeah. It's right there. It's in. It's it's right there in black and white and purple and yellow and orange. Yep. It's all over the place. CRT is in Forest Hills, and this school board let it happen. Scott Prebles let it happen. They were very very proud of it. Oh yeah, and it's already happening in other cities like Atlanta. Great example. There's a school down there that's already segregating students. Mm-hmm based off the color of their skin. Yep. They have a white classroom and a black classroom. So congratulations, everybody. We mm-hmm. are back to the 1960s. Yep. We're erasing Native Americans everywhere we possibly can. We're separating blacks and whites, and we're mm-hmm. inserting racism back into our schools. Yep. And it's the same type of people that were doing it in the first place. Exactly. And they think it's us that were the t- type of people that were doing it in the first place. No, we're... We're not the ones who are doing this. We're not collectivists. We're individualists. Individualists don't di- don't get into this racism stuff. It's not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't jive with our ideology whatsoever. Our philosophy right. whatsoever. It doesn't make any sense to our philosophy. No. If I if I if I were a racist, I would be a collectivist. You guys are the collectivists. It's always been the collectivists and the big government goons who have been pushing racism. And here you're doing it again. It's the same people that were doing it before, except you're doing it in nicer clothes. In a northern accent. Right. Okay. It's the same people. So. All right, y'all. That just about wraps it up. Uh, Carrington, thank you so much for coming on and giving us the recap. That was awesome. Um, I'm glad uh, I didn't hear all of those details before, so I'm glad you kind of got me caught up to speed on that. I feel better. Yeah, now that you got that off your chest. Yeah, that was like my therapy. Thank you. Kind of what needs to happen sometimes. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) all right. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, Remember, go check us out, canceledout.com. Uh, make sure you're checking out Carrington Rowe and her Common Sense A uh, Crap. Uh, she is also on Locals, so make sure you're checking out her podcast and her show. It's fantastic content. Uh, one of my favorite things she did uh, you, that you did a little while back, uh, I need to go back and revisit it, uh, is your uh, review of that comprehensive sexual education book. Um, because I know that that's a topic uh, that is interesting to people at Forest Hills. Um, and we need to keep an eye on that because yes. here's the thing. It always goes in phases. Uh-huh. Right, so right now it's CRT, and when they're, they're going to go as far as they possibly can with it until they can't go any further, and then, and then they're, they're going to move on to the next thing. And that next thing can very easily be CSC. comprehensive mm-hmm. sexual uh, uh, education, which is not as nice as it sounds. No. So go back and check that out for sure. 
Um, other yeah, than that, it's called "It's Perfectly Not Normal." Yes, that is that the episode name. Yep. Yes. So check that out. It's a really, really good ex- uh, episode and very, very informative. And I think you, I think especially parents listening to this, you really need to be aware of it. So thanks again for uh, for for tuning in, and I will talk to you on the next one. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and every other major podcast platform, including YouTube. Thanks for listening. Be sure to come back Tuesday for our national news segment. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to be a part of the show, reach out to us at cancelledoutpodcast at gmail.com. Cancelled Out is produced, directed, edited, and mixed by Scott and Max. All sourcing information can be found on our show notes at chronicles.org or in the link in the episode description on our site, cancelledout.com. Cancelled Out is a Scott and Max production, copyright 2021.